This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. It's Thursday, January the 7th, 2021. 7th day of the uh, 365 days here in the new year. Hopefully your Thursday is going great. Catching up on a little bit of news on ESPN.com. Tennessee Chattanooga fires an assistant football coach after racist tweets. The Eagles have decided to let two more assistants go. I would really not want to coach in Philly. Those fans are ruthless. I mean, even if they have your back for, let's just say, eight games in the NFL season, you do crappy the next eight games. They're trying to, like, you know, burn your house down and get you out of town as fast as possible. Unfortunate news down in Orlando. Markel Foltz tears his left ACL as season's over. DeMatha Talent, local uh, local kid from here in the DMV. Unfortunately, he has just never been able to get his footing in the NBA. He uh, was an unbelievable talent when he left DeMatha, went to Washington College for one year, number one draft pick, and that has kind of been a little bit of a spiral for him. Um, looks like some good college basketball games this evening. Oregon and Colorado are going to be playing. Indiana travels to Wisconsin. BYU at 9 and 2 travel to Gonzaga at which they are now 10 and 0. That is an ESPN game 8:30 p.m. this evening. That looks like a good one. The Iowa Hawkeyes travel to Maryland this evening. We talked about uh, Fran last night at Iowa. They're number 5 in the country. He's doing a heck of a job. Luca Garza is coming home, little homecoming for him coming back into the DMV as well. Looking forward to our next guest. He's getting ready to come here on the uh, air very shortly. Uh, he's an individual that I worked with in the past, recruited against in the past, and uh, has kind of bounced around a little bit as well. He has a very unique story, national champion. He was named the NABC 30 under 30, and I look forward to having Dominic on. He will be on as soon as we come back. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one. Welcome back to Never My Wildest Dream podcast. Uh, we got Coach Dominic Parker on the line. Um, glad to have Dominic here on the show. He's been a uh, he's been a successful coach. He's been able to climb to uh, some very high, awesome levels that only a few get a chance to do to. And uh, I'm excited to have him here on the show. Dominic's career started at Richard Bland College, which is a junior college down in Richmond, and. Uh, he was able to win the NJCAA National Championship in 2015, and uh, Dominic and I are going to talk a little bit about Juco basketball. We both were able to be pretty successful at that level. The next uh, two years he spent at uh, Shenandoah University. I worked with him both years there. He was able to go to Christopher Newport University, one of the top Division three schools in the United States of America, and they were able to get to the Final Four one year. I want to pick his brain about that, see what that was like uh, it's always a dream to get to the Final Four, and he's been fortunate enough to be the two of them. Uh, after that, he was able to go to Maryland Eastern Shore, and he's now an assistant coach at Guilford College under Tom Palumbo. And uh, 
I look forward to hearing a little bit about Tom's defense because I promise you that was the hardest defense I ever had to go against. It was an absolute bitch to scout against. So I want to hear a little bit about that as well. So, Dominic, uh, love having you on the show, man. God, thanks for having me, Chad, man. It's an honor, man, definitely. Not not a problem at all. So uh, you guys are in practice, right? I, I talked to a couple other ODAC coaches. January 23rd is the start date. How uh, How's practice has been going so far? How's testing and uh, how's life down there in North Carolina? Man, it's it's been great, man. You know, being from North Carolina, uh, this is home for me. Raleigh, where I'm from, is about an hour, 15 minutes away. Um, so being able to spend some more time with my with my father and sister is always nice. Um, and also to practice, practice has been great. When we started, we started got our guys back here uh, last Saturday. Nice. Uh, we've been doing two days since Monday. Um, so you know, it's, it's it's a pretty different experience. You know, guys getting COVID tests. Um, you know, we get our guys get COVID tests three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, so, you know, making sure that those guys are you know, doing what they're supposed to do outside of practice, making sure that, you know, they're staying away from people washing their hands. So that's a challenge, you know, for 18, 19, 20 year old, you know, young man. Um, so that's been challenging, but, um, so far so good, man. Um, we got no, no tested positives. Um, good. so, um, you know, everything is good on that end. You know, it's funny what you just said that I, I thought I just kind of had to write a note down and laugh a little bit when you said it because you said trying to get them to do the right thing. Um, I, I laugh because their role models are the ones that they watch on television, follow on Twitter, you know, social media. I mean, Dwayne Haskins can't stay out of a strip club. The dude's making ridiculous cash, can't stay out of a strip club. And and I, I laugh at it because... You know, you're you're telling your guys don't go do anything stupid, and the first person they see when they turn on the television is ESPN talking about Dwayne Haskins not doing what he needs to do. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're kind of staying on top of the guys, and hopefully you're getting them to change their thought process so that they can uh, get, I think, what, 12 games? Is that what you guys are looking to get this year in? Say, say that one more time, Chad. I said, I said, was it 12 games? Is that what you guys are looking to get in at this time? Yes, yeah, we got twelve. It's twelve games, um, you know. So we actually, it's that's eleven games for us, cause, cause, uh, because um, Washington Lee is coming back to campus uh, a little later. Okay. So, um, there, you know, we only got eleven games, but uh, so that's pretty much, pretty much what we got right now. Now, are they doing an ODAC championship? Or are they just doing a regular season? Or because I know there's no NCAA tournament for Division three this year. Is that correct? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the, the plan is right now, man, is, uh, you know, top four teams make it to the conference tournament. Okay. And top teams make it to the conference tournament and then, um, you know, kind of go from there. So nice. kind of have a semifinal game, and, you know, winner plays in the, in the conference championship. Hey, nothing wrong with that. You only, it means like my Green Bay Packers, you got to win two and you're playing the Super Bowl. So two wins and you're cutting nets down and getting yourself a nice big old ring like you already have. <laughs> That's the plan. You man. got a couple of those things now. What they sitting on your desk? They sitting at home? Where do you where do you put those paperweights? Man, so uh, I actually I got like a little trophy room at my father's house. Nice. Uh, I just I just leave them there, man. Um, Smart man. Know. You know, I'm not I'm not going to mention this guy's name, but, you know, him and I grew up playing together. He grew up in Frederick County. I grew up in Washington County, obviously. We played together. He went to Catholic and played, and I went to Shenandoah. And that year, they won the national championship, which was my freshman year in college, and that dude lost his national championship ring. I'm not going to mention his name, not going to throw him under the bus, but that cat lost his national title ring. That's crazy no. to me. <laughs> that is, man. That, that, that'll never happen to me. I'm on. <laughs> 
I'm gonna probably keep him there forever, man. No, so. Nothing wrong with that. How's Pops doing? Dad doing man, good? He's he's doing good, man. Um, you know, he's he actually has a uh, you know, he's retired now, but uh, he has a job that he works three days a week just to get him out the house. Nice. Um, he's been working from home, um, you know, because of COVID, but um, he's doing well, man. Good, he's doing well. Glad he's glad I'm back in North Carolina. So. Uh, I bet he is. Tell Dad I said hi. Is he losing his mind over the uh, the his Tar Heels because they're not doing so hot right now? <laughs> man, he he. This is the first time he just was like, man, our our guard play is is not what it usually is. He just was like, I don't even know these guys' names, you know. <laughs> he, he's big on kind of knowing knowing everybody's name on the team. So yeah, they. I mean, they got Notre Dame at the buzzer basically, and they got Miami at the buzzer. It looks like Saturday they'll play the number nineteen uh, Clemson Tigers on ESPN. That'll be interesting to see what that battle looks like. That'll be a pretty good basketball game. Um, oh, for sure. You know, I, I joked about Tom Palumbo and his defense. Uh, I know when we were at Shenandoah, usually the Guilford scout was either yours or mine when we would, you know, go through the scouting stuff. And it was just really tough to go against that. I mean, he had the, he had the big dudes. He had the right guards. He just had guys that fit his mold. And I know he does a really good job of recruiting to fit his mold. But that defense is almost staggering. They just kind of – they just wear on you. I'm not going to – say that it's pack line. I'm not going to say that it's UVA, but I'm just going to say he has a unique style that makes it tough. Tell me a little bit about, without having to go into complete detail, because I know you probably don't want to go into that, how do you guys teach your defense? How do you, how does a practice look in the way that you implement defensive strategies throughout a, maybe a two-hour practice or an hour-and-a-half practice or three hours a day practice? How do you go about doing that, guys, that with your guys at Guilford? Yeah, man. It's so it's it was it was definitely um you know like you said, man. When going against Guilford, you know, back when we was at Shenandoah, was I, it was your scout. I remember that because I was I'm glad I don't got that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but definitely uh, so we practicing three three hours uh, a day right now. Um, and I mean half of our time, an hour and a half, is allotted to defense. Okay. And he breaks it down, you know, two on two, three on three, all the way up to four on four. Um, and, and it's very, very, it's, it's very basic, but once you get the whole team buying into it, I mean, it's, it's probably the, the, the best help side defense I've ever been a part of. I might have to I pick mean, your brain on that. No, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, and I'll say this, our, our number one rule is keep the ball out the paint. You know, we got three rules and that's number one. So, gotcha. I mean, it, it's going to be really hard for you to get to the basket against us. I mean, just the way we practice and the way we break it down. Um, you know, coach has like, you know, 55 different offenses that we just will we'll mimic and kind of go against and we'll guard it. You know, we'll break it down two and two, three and three, four and four, do it like that. So it's, you know, there's a method to his madness and it's, and it's, it's been, it's been awesome to learn. I know when, um, I know being in Greensboro, you guys have the opportunity to recruit at different areas. Do you have, like, you know, you being at Richard Bland when we were in JUCO, we'll, we'll start there and then we'll get back to recruiting in the, the North Carolina area. When you were at JUCO, you go after certain kids because those kids will get you to places that obviously are the goal to get to. Like, for me, I recruited really heavily in Baltimore, D.C., a little up into Philly, New York City. I knew those kids were tough enough at the Division One junior college level to get me to Hutchinson, which was obviously the goal, and we were fortunate enough to go to Hutch in 2013, and that was unbelievable. 8,500 people in the gym, crazy environment. It was wild. Um, when you were at 
Richard Bland, you guys go and you win the national championship and you had a whole bunch of really talented kids. Do you have kids in North Carolina that you go after that say, I'm going to go get the toughest kids that do this to fit our mold? Have, do you guys look at it that way? Yes. So the one thing about it, you know, here at Guilford, um, my coach just, he pretty lets me, he lets me handle the recruiting. Okay. But there's just two things, two non-negotiables that he has. And that is somebody who's a willing rebounder and a kid that's tough. I mean, you know, one thing about it, I remember sitting down with Coach Palumbo and, and he just basically said, like, you know, we're going to try to go after guys. But, you know, if these if these if you can get some kids that, you know, that can rebound and that's tough, he said, we'll be fine. Gotcha. You know, um, and, and I just just the way we practice, the way we do things, how competitive our current guys are. Yep. It, it, I understand everything. You know, he doesn't need the most talented kid you know he would take him don't get me wrong he would take him and would love to coach him but um you know we don't need the kid who's you know i guess you would say the five-star recruit or the you know the big time recruit i mean we just want tough guys who are willing rebounders and and i mean we'll, we'll, we can make it work yeah i mean i i do know um and it's it's been years now and unfortunately at least minimum three just because that's how long i've been at south high but Look, thinking back to those Guilford games while you and I are talking, just reminiscing some different things. I mean, they always seemed to clean the defensive glass up. They were a pain in the ass on the offensive glass. You had to make sure you boxed them out because they were relentless. I think that's a big term to use with the way that you guys play at Guilford um, is relentless. They're constantly hawking the ball, constantly going after the glass. Um, how do you feel going into the year? I mean, obviously it's early. How many practices do you have under your belt right now? Got, we just finished practice six, okay. Uh, so we got seven today at two. But yep. I feel I feel very very I feel really good, man. Um, good. You know, like any team, having a lot of returners, guys who are experienced, helps. We only got three freshmen. We got three new guys. So oh, wow. you got, you know, four new guys, including myself. So I mean, we got guys who've been in the program. Um, we got our point guard. It's a fifth year guy, Jalen Gore. Um, he teaches me stuff about the defense, you know. So uh, we got four starters back from a team that won 18 games last season. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I feel really good, man. You know, cool. Just making sure these guys, you know, um, staying, getting in shape and then also to stay healthy, man. That's that's the two keys right now. But, you know, like I said, got a team, uh, four starters back from a team that won 18 games. Now I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch gears here for a second. You played at Lincoln Memorial. Is that correct? Yes, I did. Division two, right? So, so you went down there. They might have the best facility in Division Two basketball. If it's not the best, I want to see what the other ones look like because it's definitely got to be up there. For sure, for sure. I know. Um, I remember, you know, being a high school senior and going on my visit. Um, and I mean, you know, Harrogate, Tennessee. I mean, it's nothing in the town, but once you went to that that arena. I mean, that was like ten years ago. I mean, I was like, wow, this is better than you know. I went on some visits to. I think I went on a visit to, uh, you know, Shaw University and, and some other D2s in the state of North Carolina. I was like, man, this place doesn't have nothing on this. <laughs> I was sold. Me and my dad were sold. Once we visited and we saw the campus, sat down with Coach Shirts. I mean, I signed. I signed. I committed on, on my visit. So That's awesome. Um, the reason I bring that up is because a lot of people probably don't know this, but, you know, I do because you and I rapped about it before. You were teammates with who? on your your team down there a famous guy on social media <laughs> famous Lowe's <laughs> famous Lowe's man yeah that, that's my guy he um 
Where we actually, man, to be honest, I forgot about it. We actually went on our business together. Did you really? We was on our, we was on our official visits together, and uh, you know, he was already committed. He just, you know, was coming on his visit just to visit campus. I was on my visit, and um, you know, we looked at the gym, and he was like, "Man, you know, you from North Carolina? I'm from North Carolina." He was like, "I'm coming here." And that was really kind of, that made me feel good about actually coming because I knew him. I played against him, you know, for growing up. So having somebody you know going to the same place was just, you know, that helped, you know. And when we when we would go home, I mean, me and him would be the ones driving eight hours to go visit, visit um, you know, back home when we went. So, um, yeah, that's my guy, man. So you do, you drive eight hours. You, you, you're riding in cars together. How, how bad did your stomach hurt when you got done driving? Like man, you I was, had the, I was, young. was I he was that back funny then, back I then? For, I could drive for for days. I mean, it was it wasn't that bad. I mean, he, you know, as you can see how how crazy he is on social media. I mean, being in a car with him for eight hours, man, it was not, never a dull moment. I mean, so, did your stomach hurt from laughing for eight straight hours? Because that dude man, probably had to cut it up for eight hours. Man, it, dude, that was the funnest team I've ever been a part of. And there's another guy who's famous on social media that was on that team. His name is uh, Brandon Armstrong. I think his Instagram name is like B.A.D.O.T. A-Dot. Okay. Um, but he was he's actually got famous first, and then he kind of brought, you know, uh, Los on and kind of showed him the way. I mean, they're both, they both got over like 2 million followers or something crazy, man. But, um, I mean, being on a team with those guys, it was never a dull moment. I mean, it was the funnest, funnest times of my life. I bet the bus trips were fun. I bet the hotel stays were fun. I mean, that's what, you know, when, when you and I were at Shenandoah, you kind of tried to sell that a little bit. I know I did. Um, you you just said it twice really quickly, but the best times of your life. I don't think high school seniors, and unfortunately it's just such a train wreck right now with COVID, but high school seniors um, don't understand what the next four years will really be like when they participate. They just don't know. And Honestly, I can go back, and I remember bus times. I remember staying in crappy hotels, good hotels. Um, it, it was the best time for me. I, I really enjoyed my time at Shenandoah, and it's, it's funny you say that because I look back at it now. Um, not in contact with those dudes as much as I probably need to be or would like to be, but you know that's something that I can definitely pick up a phone and try to figure out how to get a hold of them. You mentioned social media. Those guys having like 2 million followers and stuff like that. I read on a little bit earlier today with regards to a couple assistant coaches that have now lost their positions uh, because of social media and, and different posts and stuff like that. How do you talk to your guys about being responsible on social media? How an entire body of work can be done in 30 seconds by one post or one click on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever you want to talk about. How do you... Talk to your guys about it, and what is your mindset on trying to be on social media and how you post stuff? Yeah, uh, I know when I when I talk to my guys, and even then for myself, um, I mean, I feel like your social media, you know, is is a business, you know. And I tell guys all the time, like, you know, the ball's gonna stop bouncing. You know, you're, you know, hopefully you, you know, if you go overseas and make enough money, you can own your own, have your own business. But you know, you're probably gonna have, you know, um, a boss. So, you know, I tell guys, man, you treat your social media like your business. Mm-hmm. You know, don't put anything up there that's going to compromise you or your family. You know, um, you know, one day, you know, these guys, I tell my guys, you're going you're gonna to be a, be a husband. You're going you're gonna to be a father. You don't never want to put anything out there that's going to jeopardize that. Right. And that's how I, that's how I treat my, my Instagram. And I, I think, you don't know if you remember, um, we had a guy at Shenandoah, Evan, Evan Bates. Yep. Who was at, you know, Davis and Elkins and... 
full scholarship. Um, put some some compromising stuff on on Twitter. Yep. Um, got kicked out of school and um and and, and lost the scholarship. So you know um you know it's 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 a serious thing. Um, and even like you said with coaches, I mean you know like I said, man, you just got to treat it like a business. You know um even if you feel a certain way, you may may not need to say it. You know of course it's freedom of speech. You can say what you want, but anything that's going to jeopardize your family and even too like you know your, the money you make. Um, you know, I think you, you got to really take a serious look at that. And, and the guys we got at Guilford, man, they, they do good about those things. We've got, we got a good group, got a real good group, man. They, they get it. Um, you know, they, they're, they're a good, good group of guys. So, you know, I, um, too, too many issues with that. I don't know if you notice or not, but I'm off all social media. I, uh, I, I don't have my, my assistant coach runs our, uh, our Twitter account and our, uh, Instagram account for South basketball. Um, I don't no longer have Facebook, no longer have Instagram, no longer have Twitter, no longer have Snapchat. Um, best decision I ever made. Um, you know, it, it keeps you present where you're currently sitting at. And that was just something that I, that I needed to do and be better at and not get caught up in the what's posted and what's not posted and likes and all that stuff. It was better for my psyche, but, uh, you know, I don't miss social media. Um, so I don't really think about like, I have to think about it now. Like, Ooh, would I post something like that? Because when you're on Twitter and you see stuff like you can constantly battle through it and, and read different opinions and thoughts. And, you know, yesterday we had everything happening down in Washington DC and everybody had their opinions, good, bad, or indifferent. They were throwing them out there and all that does is start a forest fire. It just continues this thing going. So I'm lucky that I've decided to make the decision to not have any of that stuff, and it's been really good for me. Um, you know, the one thing that I think you've done a good job of is you've done a good job marketing yourself and branding yourself on social media and getting information out there and, and positive quotes and positive messages. Um, upon that, you were named... 30 for under 30 NABC coach. Is that correct? I was. I was. Now, now when you were named that, was that the Under Armour one too, or were there two different yeah. ones? No, that, that was that was the Under So NABC, uh, I guess the, the Under Armour sponsors it. So, Got you. Yeah, it was Under Armour. Got you. That's an awesome, that's an awesome uh, little thing to put on your resume as well as put up on your, your Twitter page and social media pages. Um, you know, it's something that you worked hard for. Uh, people don't understand the grind, and, and that's why the one cool part about this show is why I want to tell our side of the story from behind the scenes, whether it's practice, locker room, travel. What has been the biggest, uh, not difficulty, but what's been the biggest challenge that you faced as being a college basketball coach? What What is the one thing you look back on through your career up to this point and be like, man, that's really been something very tough for me, and it's been an adverse situation I've had to fight through? I think, man, that's that's a great question. But I think what comes to mind for me is is just the time consuming that you can do, you can give with it. I've missed a lot of guys, you know, um, weddings, yep, um, and different different family engagements just because of the season. Um, and that's why coming to Guilford was was so great for me because this is the first time I've had a college coaching job in, in my home state. Right. Um, you know, being in Virginia and Maryland the last couple of years. And, you know, being able to have to like, you know, make a trip to come home when I could um, was was challenging. So for me, you know, COVID was was great in that regard, you know, being able to come home and spend some more time with, you know, I get to see my grandmothers who's getting older more, you know, seeing some, you know, uh, childhood buddies of mine who are doing well, who I haven't had time to see. But just being able to 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 
be able to do those type of things because I know Roy Williams, you know, he had an interview a couple years back and they asked him what's something that he wished he could change. And, and he kind of got teary eyed and basically said, you know, just spending time with family. Because at the end of the day, you know, with COVID coming on, I mean, you just never know how long. So the people you love, being able to, to have some positive memories, man, is, is 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 better than anything. You know, to me, it's a little bit more worth more than basketball. You know, you know, me and you, man, we love basketball. We can talk it all day long. All day. But, um, you know, I remember, I think you texted me. It was like, man, you know, um, you know how much time you, you miss just doing other different things, you know. Um, you know, so I think just too, man, just being able to, to spend time with family, man, because like I said, you don't get that back. No, you, it's funny you say that, and, and I didn't even spend, plan on spinning going this way with you today. But, you know, in 2017, after being at the collegiate level for seven years as an assistant coach, four at the junior college, or sorry, three at the junior college level, four at Shenandoah University at the Division three level, I made the choice to leave the college game and come back to the high school game. A, I wanted to run my own program, and that was something that I really looked forward to getting back in and doing since I was a head coach at Goretti. But I also needed to be a father. I mean, I got a 12-year-old and a 7-year-old now that were, you know, not even 10 years old when I came back into trying to be around them more. I missed dance recitals. I missed piano recitals. I missed, you know little picnic graduations from preschool and all that stuff. So it's important for me to try to be around them. You know, if we ever do get back to a season this year, my goal is to have them sit on the bench at the very far end or hold a towel down at the end and have them kind of come along for a ride a little bit because um, I think so too. You know, when I was up at the Hall of Fame a couple years ago, I was fortunate enough to go up and kind of meet some unbelievable people and take some really cool pictures, and I know I was able to share those with you when we were at Shenandoah together, but Tom Izzo made a comment that he missed a ton, and it was just him and I talking with Gary Williams, and we're both sitting there drinking some red wine, and, you know, Gary was just kind of reminiscing with Tom about their competitive games and, you know, the battles and travel, and they asked me what I did and where I coached, and both of them really talked about missing things. And Tom Izzo in his speech talked about he was able to give his children opportunities that other people haven't been able to give. And, and mine is not hopping on a private jet or, you know, a vacation home because I make millions of dollars. But mine will be able to give them an opportunity to be in certain scenes that their friends aren't able to go be a part of. And I've made the conscious effort and decision that I'm going to do that moving forward with them. I want them to be a part of it more so that when we do win, they feel as though they were a a part of that group and that family. So it becomes a little bit more of a bond for us. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. You know how it is. I mean, we work for coach Pryor. His, his little dudes were around the gym and you know, that was awesome for Rob because I know he, that, that was time that he, he could remember and that, you know, you don't, like you said, you don't get time back. And, right. uh, and and it does get really difficult. Um, you know, I, I appreciate having you on. I, I I got a couple notes down here. You got to pick up team lunch for the guys today. What are y'all eating today? Man, we are we're eating Jersey Mike's for lunch and uh, Chick Fil A for dinner. So, you know how it is, man. Just um, it's me, just me and Coach Coach Palumbo. So, you know, I I got to do a lot of the, the little stuff. And you know, right now the cafeteria is not open, so. Um, you know, and I'm trying to be creative. I know at Shenandoah, man, I just just get the same thing every day. So I'm trying to do better, you know, get you know, mixing it up and doing different things. So Jersey Mike's and Chick Fil A, man. Jersey Mike's and Chick Fil A. What kind of budget y'all working off of? That's that, that's a good budget. You know that, I mean? That's good. That's a, some expensive budget right there. That's the good stuff. Well, 
And you know what? One thing about it, man. You know, you, you got to work a deal. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'm getting six dollars per sandwich or something. That's not bad. I remember working those deals, calling up, "Hey, well, how many IHOP breakfasts can you give us with a couple free on the side?" <laughs> right, for sure, man. So, um, and I know you. When we texted earlier today, you said you're you're recruiting at seven thirty this evening. You you staying in the state? You leaving the state? Well, how are you yeah, doing the recruiting? Good. Good thing about it, man. Greensboro Day is playing Wesley Christian. Um, so your private so, school action. A private school, so I had to like you know I had to call Coach Johnson yep. and basically kind of plead with him like coach like you know i'm trying to recruit a kid from wesleyan <laughs> um you know can you put me on a list so he's like all right dom i got you man so so you um, got your you ppe know, ready you got like the full gambit you got the the mask the goggles the head gear you got oh, all that I, stuff I got, ready to walk the in the thing. door we got like these guilford like head drifts to go above your nose and mouth so got the hoodie so yeah i'm gonna be be guilford down for sure there you go um I love catching up. I miss catching up. We, uh, you know, when we spend the off all the time we did on the phone, texting in the office together. You know, you kind of build a bond, and sometimes you you don't realize what you have until it's not around as much anymore. And, and I, I missed I miss our talks and our chats. So I, I was glad I was able to get you on on the line today. Um, I want to wish you the best of luck as we uh, get closer to the twenty third. Hopefully, you guys are able to get some games in. Not not being stupid, do y'all come up to Shenandoah? I don't have the schedule pulled up. Y'all come up to Shenandoah this we year? Do. I believe Shenandoah is like the last game of the season. I'm not a okay. part of my calendar, but I think we're definitely going up there. I do know that. All right, cool. I talked to Dave yesterday, Maturo down at Randy Mack, and uh, they're coming up February the 2nd, and, and I'll put that on my schedule too. I definitely will be down. I want to catch up with you. I want to give Coach Palumbo bust on him a little bit. Does he still carry his knapsack around to practice? Does he? I mean, I know he does to the bench. <laughs> No, one thing about Coach P, man, like even before this whole COVID, this COVID thing, like he was, you know, he, he washed his hands all the time. Like, so now, like, it's, it's just no adjustment for him. Like, it's, 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 it's straight, it's straight, you know, he don't touch the ball. Like, he, he don't mess around. No, there's nothing. Well, trust me, the way he teaches defense, he don't need to worry about touching any basketball. He just needs to worry about hanging out and making sure the dude's clear the boards. So, um, be safe tonight traveling to the uh, 7.30 recruitment stuff you got there. Uh, best of luck at your practice at 2 o'clock, and I look forward to having you back on the show here shortly. Man, thanks, man. Thanks for having me, Chad. Man, definitely, definitely want to, um, you know, any way I can help you, man, um, you know, like you said, your family to me, man, so. Likewise, likewise. I appreciate that, and we'll be talking here soon. Dom, back on the show. Very uh, excited to hear what he's got going on down there in Greensboro. Looking forward to tomorrow's show. We have Coach Dan Preet of Bishop Walsh High School up in Cumberland, Maryland. They are participating in the Nike Elite Basketball Bubble that has been going on. It's going to be the, uh, I think it's the top eight teams or the select eight teams, I should say, from Nike. And I'm looking forward to having Dan on the show. He's going to talk a little bit about what's going on with their bubble, how they're handling it through COVID, as well as they play Montverde tomorrow, the number one team in the country. So I'm looking forward to that. Until then, we will talk to you soon.